guess we can do the introduction now. <clears throat> All right, baby. One, two, three, four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cultural Inquiry Podcast. This is your host, Haroon. Hi, I'm Zach. And we have a lovely guest with us, our good friend and possibly a spy, Hasib <laughs> Schwab. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. Glad to be here. Wow. Did I say your last name correctly? You, you did not, but it's uh, not an uncommon issue. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Schwab. 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 Hasib Schwab. Look Perfect. at that. Zach almost got it, but Haroon, not bad. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach's kind of a not a good guy. I mean, you know, he's gotten there. I'm really we bad. haven't pulled his brown card yet, but a uh, yeah. couple times had to check him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. It took me three weeks to learn. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> In training. All right. So I guess we'll just kind of get it going. Um, so Hasib is a first generation American, um, if right. I'm correct. Though. And mm-hmm. uh, his family hails from the lovely region of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of information about that? As much as you can. Yeah, you know. yeah, we know you've got you know yeah. security clearance and security all of that. And all that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my parents actually came to Afghanistan in the uh, I think 1990 or 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long-winded story. I mean, every kind of first-generation you know person, whoever you speak to, does have like their own, their own origin story. But uh, the kind of abridged version is that uh, my pops, when he was 16, he um, was in the Afghan Institute of Technology. His English was very good, and when the Soviets invaded, he was in charge of keeping journalists and uh, taking journalists to their stories in Afghanistan. So he was working with CNN, National Geographic, uh, a couple other French um, reporters, and um, kind of like smuggling them up and down mountains. I mean, he has plenty of stories of how they got through Taliban-controlled uh, villages just to get from one place to the other, you know, avoiding the politi- um, Pakistani border as well because you know there was some conflict there. Oh, for sure. So through those connections. He uh, was able to make it to America, brought his family, his wife, and then had a boatload of kids, like uh, nice, know, most dude. Afghans. <laughs> Sounds about right. And yeah. you're one of the beautiful. I am. I'm number four out of six. God, actually. damn. Oh. So relevant, but not too <laughs> relevant, you know. I don't know if it's I can have that many Yeah, no, that's terrifying. Should have uh, been the last. How do you keep track of all them at that yeah. point? I'd forget names. Honestly, I don't even. The birthdays are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, dude. <laughs> I'm not good with birthdays. That's not, not my know. thing. That's what Facebook's for. Yeah, actually, it made it really easy. Yes, very. Yeah, yeah. So send those. Download bullet. Facebook. Download Facebook. Sponsored by. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, uh, <laughs> we know you love you love the government, Mark. Uh, That's right. And uh, do anything to. We love you. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. What What's up with Cambridge? Cambridge, not Cambridge. Cam- oh, Cambridge. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, the Oculus Rift will require everybody to have a Facebook account if you want to use it? Period. Uh, I'm good. I don't really want it. Yeah, look at that. PSVR is pretty Coming to your home uh, 2020. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, my issue, I just couldn't imagine being in a room by myself navigating my virtual reality world. <laughs> just Why? to look I mean, at your Facebook notifications. Just to look at my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let, let me go to exactly. my friend's wall and then, you know, you walk to the cool. other side of the room. <laughs> oh, Think geez. about, they're going to do a Facebook, like Facebook so social cool. hub. They're it totally going to do no, it, man. Imagine if you can have your own profile and it was a, a room. You walk into somebody's it's room. It's like Second World. Play the music. Or that, that one weird. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's Second Life, just but VR. That'd be kind of cool. On I mean, Facebook. Z- Zuckerberg, hit us up. Yeah, we got some ideas. We yeah. got tons of Stop ideas. Stop being a piece of shit, but we can help you. Right, I'm sure that's... He's definitely going to listen well, to us now. You yeah. sold it right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, 
Where do you get your news sources from? Because, you know, you were just telling us before we started recording mm-hmm. um, that uh, you get your you listen to the news while you're doing your work. Mm-hmm. You know, your secret secret work. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> um, well, I mean, most I mean, I, I feel like I'm the same as everybody else. I just kind of get it from the major news sources in the wow. States. I do get some first uh, hand accounts. Shoot. You know, I have like uh, relatives all over the, the globe, especially in Asia. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting because sometimes I'll hear th- certain things about, you know, um, most recently there was a landslide in Afghanistan and it was actually, it's funny because one of the pictures that was posted and it was trending online was um, a picture of this red trailer and we actually knew exactly who that belonged to. And oh, uh, what I was hearing from, uh, you know, the firsthand accounts is that the numbers of deaths and fatalities and whatnot was uh, underreported wow. um, in like major news outlets. So. That really sucks, man. Yeah, it's rough out there. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But, uh, you know, it's getting better. Yeah, we have an article pulled up from uh, good old Fox News, Fair and Balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And uh, (laughs) they're saying that there's a surge uh, in both Afghanistan and uh, Pakistan uh, of polio cases along with the coronavirus. And, you know, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That really sucks. 2020 is some shit, man. I'm telling you. year for everybody. Yeah. They took took away uh, Chadwick from us. (sighs) R.I.P. Rest in power. <laughs> yeah, that hurt me this morning. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Filmed Black Panther with colon cancer. That's just badass. That's just yeah, yeah. something else. All in private. And mm-hmm. I remember when I, I was so shocked. I literally had no idea this was a thing with him, and I yeah. saw it. And, and you know, damn. he came out with like a, on Instagram Live, I believe, and you know, it was a photo or something. But he looked kind of like skinny, and like you know, you could see his bones protruding yeah. from his face, and. A lot of people were just like commenting, like, "Oh, what's going on? What, is this drugs? Like, what is you know, what the hell is this?" And mm. it really, like, uh, you know, now that the news is out, you know, it makes you realize the power of your words, and you're, you know, just off of somebody's appearance, you're assuming all these things, and yeah, without knowing that this man is actually going through a lot. Yeah, mm. it's yeah. it's really rough. I mean, I think there is merit in keeping things to yourself and trying to keep it as close as you can to you, exactly. just the people who are important to you, because I think something like that's. You don't have to go through a whole thing like, oh, hey, I have this and everybody should talk to me about the sympathy that, you know, I deserve. Whereas some someone like him, you know, he decided to keep it private. He did a lot of charity work and a lot of work with uh, St. Jude's, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did a lot of work with them and, you know, came out, visited kids and all that stuff. It's really it's really something seeing a true hero, honestly. True hero. For Mm -hmm. sure. That's what we're all about here. But uh, I guess, you know, let's try to get off from a sad note. Um, we love the dude. We mm-hmm. uh, wish his family all the best. Um, but we do have to talk about some other stuff that is plaguing the DMV. And uh, I guess we could start with, um, why don't we go ahead and talk about how Trump is outraised. By <laughs> it. Um, fair amount. Fair amount. Fair um, amount. It was a 25. We have an Axios article that says he outraised him by $25 million in July. Biden's been very busy sleeping and uh, avoiding the, you know, whole presidency thing. And Trump's just been posting ads on everything that exists technologically. It's the most obnoxious thing in the world, and it's working. I mean, hey. you can't trump Trump's marketing, really. No, I mean, his, no. You know, it was exceptional to begin with, just. Yeah. He's using images of his Americans saying and posting as if it's going to be Biden's America. You want this, he says, and they're like, no, I don't yeah, want this. Just, honestly, and the craziest things that you'll find on his like Snapchat page. Or it's the, wild. It's even, even the things he retweets on occasion. Oh, yeah. I got to admit, his Snapchat is 
fucking gold. It's, it's the, electric. The, the Snapchat in particular blows me away. He sometimes. could be a comedian. That's the whole thing, like, man. He's <laughs> crazy meme, like kind of uh, deep fried like <laughs> memes that you're seeing on there. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, look at both of them. Look at these guys. These are the Patriots. Now, for those listening, which everybody is, mm-hmm. we're looking at both uh, Donald Trump and uh, Sleepy Joe Biden. And, and both of them just look so passionate and ready to lead this country. Oh, yeah. You can tell Joe kind of looks <laughs> a little startled. <laughs> Joe, looks, <laughs> Joe looks confused. Joe, Joe. So there's an interesting question. So both of these fine gentlemen have had their health in question as of late. You know, Biden... Uh, you're just being sleepy and uh, Trump uh, you know when he was walking up stage and also lifting that glass of water <laughs> and so everything about he was, what Mike, was that Mike, quote Mike, he just said where he was like uh, protesters my ass <laughs> was, I don't let my ass Biden? get talked about protesters no it was Trump oh really he's he talking about like he Biden sounded like he had a stroke on stage talking Oof. about his ass and protesters so I don't know. Uh, it was so a little goes off script. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Somebody get him a Sudafed. You yeah. can't let either but, one um, of them go off script. My question is uh, to you guys: Is you know, did you do you do you think? Or let me let me ask you: What you guys thought of these men's appearance on the on their respective um, speeches that they gave during well, the conventions? I think uh, you clearly see that um, Trump is really kind of just staying as he always has, full of energy, Sudafed. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just everything you would need to rile up his base. Whereas I think Joe Biden's, in my opinion, his speech didn't really rile up any base. Um, it didn't really talk to anyone specifically. Um, it's just trying to show as close as he can a sense of quote unquote normalcy, uh, mm-hmm. for a president. Trying to be like, don't worry, guys, if you vote for me, things will, I'll be regular. You don't have to worry about what I tweet. You know, that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's my thoughts on it, though. Oh, it was the whole unity aspect. Again, both of these are just the, we need to come together. I mean, Ivanka addressed, addressed it, too, his tweeting. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of my, some of the things my dad tweets sometimes, too. But at the end of the day, I know he's real. You yeah, know, that's true. That's, and I, mean, I think the RNC's general theme really cut through what the DNC said. Because, really, you have the DNC, uh, they're talking about Trump is basically the antichrist you know in, mm-hmm. in a sort of sense they didn't really use those words but essentially they're trying to say he's a terrible dude dangerous basically to dangerous to the country a fascist all that stuff which i would agree with yes um For the but word. <laughs> you have the rnc coming out and doing everything they can to just give trump just a little bit of goodness just a tiny bit just make it so whoever was on the fence and then like oh trump is bad no matter what oh yeah you'd be like oh but he naturalized those people he pardoned that dude mm-hmm. you know they're He's real, like Ivanka said. Stuff like that really cuts through the message when you don't have policy like they did in the DNC where it's just Trump is bad, so let's get rid of him. Instead of, hey, this is the policies we're going to offer that actually will improve the lives of people. No, they definitely had a lot to prove. I mean, you can tell they had an agenda just based off the length of some of these talks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump's uh, whole speech, I think, was 70 minutes or maybe 90. God bless. <laughs> and uh, whereas uh, Biden's was like 25. Biden didn't so. go much further than 25 minutes. That was, yeah. Yeah. There's also no applause, I've noticed, within Biden's speech. Trump had a lot. So. Yeah, but he did have that audience in front of the White House, which, you know. With social distancing stuff, yeah. little sus, little sus. But there was apparently viewing parties too. That were <laughs> Can you imagine going to beat up? We're going to beat ups. Don't wear your mask, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> stuffing wings down our throats. 
<laughs> Listening to some spiels. Some Bud Lights. There we go. Talls. Mm-hmm. You already know. I vote for a blue moon myself. Oh, you, that's my... Of course, of, of course, course. Of course. You already know what Sponsored the orange... Sponsored by. <laughs> a man can dream. We wish. Um, now, when it comes to uh, the general national politics, um, what do you... Do you feel like you're represented... Uh, represented... Um, by any of the national parties or any of the messages hitting you and being like, this is what affects me. This is what I'm concerned about. And, you know, I feel confident voting for this uh, group because of that. Well, as far as, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to speak for, I don't want to speak for a whole, you know, ethnic group here. Of course. But um, I feel like, um, well, nowadays we're seeing one of the biggest movements with BLM since the 60s and civil rights. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these issues that are plaguing that community also kind of is tangential to the issues that you have in other minority groups. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's, you know, and that's evident from just the protests. There's a wide variety of people from all sorts of places that um, have been present. So I think um, I think that really that's just kind of the one thing that we're all latching on to. And that's what's speaking to us the most because those are our issues that are being represented and uh, spoken about under the kind of, you know, um, BLM movement. So ultimately it is about uh, some issues that directly affect the black community. um, And, you know, these are very pressing issues that need to be addressed. But, um, you know, just like uh, racial profiling in general and also street harassments and stuff like that, that that happens. and unfortunately, the Muslim group is also, you know, one of the victims there. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get where you come from. Like, um, uh, when I was growing up in Texas, you know, I grew up in Texas around 9-11. Um, my family, uh, at the time, very devout Muslims. Um, and, you know, you, I, around that time, a lot of police profiling, especially in that area, was directed toward um, not only Hispanics, but also uh, Muslims in general. You know, I remember my dad getting stopped all the time just because he had the name of somebody who was on a terror watch list. And I can tell you for sure, my dad's not a terrorist because, you know, guy's kind of a, not a good dude. But uh, I mean, my, <laughs> for my other pa- reasons. My pop's been pulled from a plane once for an extra check, yeah. just yeah. solely off the name. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even today, I, I, went, to, um, I went to fly to California and like tons of people, and this was before the pandemic. Um, I went to fly to California and there were a ton of people in front of me, you know, everybody's going through, you had that, you know, the general wait at TSA line. And then I come up, give my ticket and everything. And then dude sees me, I had a little longer of a beard then too. So, you know, it was kind of, kind of showed I was, you know, uh, of a Muslim ethnicity. Um, and he pulls me aside, it's like, hey, I gotta swab your hands. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Uh, you know, I joked around. I'm like, hey, wh- what's this for? He's like, uh, it's to check bomb re- re- residue. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Whoa. whoa. Take it easy, man. I'm like, Damn. There were so many other dudes that you could have checked, right? <laughs> I mean, it, I, I would imagine Do if I you're genuinely- a terrorist, right? You're not going to look like a terrorist. You know, you would go through the works to what make yourself. Mean? I mean, I would say <laughs> the general profiling of a terrorist. You know, you'd see long beard, kufi, stuff yeah. like that. People would say is the general okay. profiling for it. You know, typical what you'd say, a religious Muslim. The, the stereotypical representation. Yes, the yeah. stereotypical representation. Um, and, I mean, sort of, I guess I look like that, but I, I think if you're going to go through all that length to get to the plane and do that kind of stuff, 
You won't look like it. You also wouldn't have bomb residue on your hands, I'd I hope. mean, I, <laughs> like, I mean, that I just know. sounds like... You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah you would be surprised. They caught quite a few people. Mm. Mm-hmm. But well, I, good I, on them for that, but, but also stop profiling people. That's right. I mean, I'm a regular Joe, except my name is Haroon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love you, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So it's a rough kind of subject because at the same time, you know, how do you identify somebody from a certain, like, troubled area? You know, a name is a, usually a good identifier, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, especially if you're from, you know, the Middle East, you know, they, there's certain names that would make sense that you'd see more so there. So something to work yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. But, and yeah, it's messed up though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's rough. It's like you know, it's I don't know. I understand it to some point the requirement for safety, but it's a hard like a uh, line to dance, you know, and in terms of what sacrifices and like what what changes are you willing to implement and how does that look really mm-hmm. well the manassas the uh the manassas police department recently did the eight that can't wait and a few other things um mm-hmm. for you know their police department um including a, a civilian review board i believe good on um them. which is great yeah. you know um my personal experience with manassas police is they can be a little suspect you know some of them there's been talk that some of them are associated with some supremacy groups and stuff Early like that masses. yeah you know it happens though i mean look at the area we're in historical battleground area you know mm-hmm. kind of breeds like you kind of breed that kind of culture where people hold on to that history and that's what's well, yesley oh oh yeah I, I mean there was a, that uh was i believe fbi or cia report that came out of mm-hmm. the white supremacists and particularly the kkk yeah the training the police yeah that was a thing. Uh, there was a really funny Onion article where it was like, whole police department uh, uh, like um, fervently volunteers to go undercover in white supremacy groups. <laughs> and I was that's like, funny. oh, wow, that's pretty hilarious. And then literally a couple of days, I think it was a couple of days later after I saw that, at least. I don't know if the artic- Onion article came out like a couple of days before. But after I saw that a couple of days later, that FBI document um or report came out and i was like well shit well shit (laughs) (laughs) you know it's kind of crazy i'm sure your one facebook friend was upset over that article oh yeah Yeah. you know he's he does his thing you know i do my best to keep him Uh as social media beef yes it's not really beef (laughs) i don't don't beef with the dude it's just just weird i I like Uh, talking to him i like getting his opinion on stuff but he has some terrible opinions he's done (laughs) you know yeah recently he was like save the kids and then he was like well Sometimes, sometimes you know, <laughs> but they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah the if they're but. American citizens, essentially uh, what it is. So, like, I sent uh, posted an article about there being a significant uh, amount of people, uh, kids in cages during mm-hmm. in ICE custody that have gone missing or have reported um, sexual assault um, and stuff like that. And it's not just sexual assault inside the quote unquote cages; it's by the officers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, well, the parents shouldn't have let their kids come over here. And I'm like, but hashtag save the kids, dog. Right. Let's what happened? Yeah. What happened? Don't you want to save the yeah. kids? What's Funny going on? He hates Jeffrey Epstein, but literally will not acknowledge um, anything about Trump's association to Jeffrey Epstein. I love how, like, even like, we, you know, the picture we sent a few weeks ago, like how Fox had cut. Uh, Trump out of the image the pitch because they were showing Elaine and how she had been arrested mm. uh, 
and they cut Trump out of the picture uh, for the like very popular uh, image that's online. And you know, it reminds me a lot of what uh, Stalin did um, when it came to like what was Leon Trotsky, I believe. Wow, that sounds authoritarian. Cut him right out. <laughs> Make sure you're not associated. Erase him from history. Oh. You know. <laughs> Honestly, Funny how if, that if there's one thing that kind of gets under my skin, it's this whole Epstein case. Yeah, you know, man, just it's weird. Like, something I think about way too often. Mm-hmm. And it really just bothers me how oh, that yeah. whole un- that whole thing just unfolded, and you know, she's still not dead, and that that's that's, that's a good so, thing. Yeah, yeah. Those two prison guards that were supposed to be watching. Oh, Epstein. that whole thing. Hey, yeah. they're sleeping, the man. Yeah. <laughs> Let them sleep, on. man. That was just the biggest fuck you from from outside forces to the the public. Mm-hmm. Everyone just said, nah, sorry. They were asleep. There yeah. were some errors with the camera. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we lost, tra- you know, what were you supposed to do, you know? So just a whole Guard, series. Guard, a prisoner? Of- what yeah, do you want yeah. us to do? <laughs> Billionaire sex offender? What? No. No, no, no. He's fine. He's yeah, fine. Let him sleep. Yeah, <laughs> let him sleep. Let him sleep. We don't need to watch him. He's a sex offender. We don't want to watch him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's been some stuff where they're, like, allowing um, Ghislaine Maxwell to have, uh, like, um, uh, her lawyers. She's, like, one of the first people to be allowed to have lawyers to come in to, um, uh, to talk to her, uh, her about her case and everything like that. And people are outraged by that, but I'm. I here's the other note on this: if we give them every chance, right, they can't say there was like a mistrial because of something. Exactly. So I'm fine with her getting whatever, like, little extra stuff now because she's in prison. Because all in all, are the we evidence is stacked. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I can't, you know, I can't say anything but allegedly there is this stuff that she's associated with. Because, you know, there's no conviction yet. No. But the evidence <laughs> yeah, I mean, is pretty prevalent. Mm-hmm. Arguably, she's like the architect of Epstein, right? Like, that's the whole shit. She was like the pimp for him. Yeah, I mean. From, from allegations. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Sorry, sorry, you know, until you're convicted, Elaine. Yeah. All those pictures, nah, coincidences, coincidences, as, as our yeah. friend Kwame would say. Just coincidences. <laughs> All coincidences. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. <laughs> the world's not a good place, man. It's yeah. just not good. Yeah, really There's that Netflix um, special as well. <sighs> Jeff seen Filthy Rich. Yeah. I believe it's called. Yes, very good yeah, series. I, I really need to check that out, honestly. It, I've been avoiding it, really. It's rough to watch. Like I watched it's the first rough, two man. episodes, yeah. and I was like, man, I need. I just need a break. Mm-hmm. I just need a break. Like, there's so much going on with the pandemic, Trump's re-election, um, it just everything in general has gone on in the past couple months. It's hard for me to sit down and be like, I need to get this information when there's just so much more that I need to consume. And I, I don't need more depression stuff. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, just give me some better I'm news. Tired, man. Yeah, yeah, tired. It's exhausting, no, man. Seriously, just like pulling up my like Instagram feed sometimes just drains me. There's you know? there's never anything good anymore. Nothing's good. Half no. of California is on fire. You know, yeah. it, it's nuts. That hurricane's tearing up Louisiana. Yeah, Laura came through. Hey, but. Let's just say, it did take down that Confederate statue. <laughs> did it, it really? Did. It did. <laughs> it took down a Confederate statue in Louisiana. Power uh, to it. Power to power to it. Um, I feel bad for the people that got affected by it. That's a yes. hell of a lot of wind and a hell of a lot of well, water. Well, and just dealing with it storm. right now too. Anyways, the fact it's a pandemic going on. All the yeah. other factors that that are oh, you yeah. know. Well, yeah. I actually was talking to Nurse Gabby about that kind of stuff. Just you know about um, hospital procedure during a hurricane Mm -hmm. and generally hospitals are built to withstand that kind of stuff yeah but what they'll do is as many um uh, as many people as they can get out and go to um 
sent to hospitals that are not within the area so long as they're still within the levels like there's specific levels to critical care in mm-hmm. hospitals so long as they um uh, uh as they match the levels they can send it to there uh to different hospitals but they often also have to be out of the path of the hurricane mm-hmm. and then whoever else is left just has they'll pay a hell of a lot of money apparently say hold it down to just tell oh, you oh, stay no in the hospital there. right yeah um and um and then you just kind of have to deal with it they evacuate the first floor uh all empty by the time that the hurricane hits and you just kind of have to hope that the water doesn't reach the second mm-hmm. um but yeah it's I, I she was like it's crazy stuff but you know there are people that will take that pay and mm-hmm. stay in the hospital and take care of those people because Firstly, it's a job. It's their job. Yeah, that's what they, they want to do. do it. They, yeah, no, no, but God they get them. that paper. Yeah. You know, get that bread. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, a. So I was an RA in college, and for oh, those nice who school. don't know what that is, I was resident advisor. So, kind of oversaw a level in a dorm of mm-hmm. uh, thirty-two residents. Nice. And kind of the upper management of dorms. Basically, I was kind of somewhat of the bridge between the, um, the faculty, feds. the, feds, the <laughs> university know. feds, if you will, and the students. So it was a nice, <laughs> nice little cushy position. They gave me free housing. That was nice. Oh, nice, bro. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, actually, it wasn't free. It was a big, ah, big caveat to that, just so you know. Um, but <laughs> it, the housing was considered compensation. So it was reduced from my paycheck. Oh, I see. So you got like, yeah. what, like $2 an hour? It was like, oh, actually, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. It was like below triple digits Dang, on the, on the paychecks there. Either way, Oof. it's neither here nor there. But one of the interesting policies that uh, I kind of took issue with, obviously, uh, you know, I would abide by it. But um, one of the questions that I asked that if you have somebody who's handicapped, in particular wheelchair uh, on your floor, and obviously during a fire, you wouldn't use the elevator. What happens to this person? You know, how do they get down the you know, emergency stairwell. Yeah. And uh, what you're supposed to be do is actually just leave them there. You're supposed to take them to the wow. stairwell. You're supposed to leave them there, then contact, you know, the first officer or firefighter that you see and let, the, let them know what's happening. That but doesn't sound like it. Well, to, yeah. stairwells are made out of uh, concrete and are... Yeah, so here's uh, what was funny, actually. The stairwell in my building was, a, like, just surrounded by glass. It was it was a nice little modern stairwell, but uh, oh, that kind of, <laughs> you know... That was just burst, brought up huh? some red mm. flags like yeah i don't know i mean hopefully they're bulletproof hurricane proof wow something proof wow. you know everything the glass castle that he had just, yeah it was wow the glass castle yeah. oh, thanks <laughs> so he lived it up that's right <laughs> and now look at him yeah look at you right uh, now a real successful story right oh yeah. thanks yeah so proud Appreciate of you. you yeah hard work you know spy so, he's so a spy. immigrant mentality yeah you made my heart warm Hasib. oh thanks yeah man Oh, I appreciate this. Yeah, like, man. Likewise, I guess. Well, uh, you guess. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, uh, have you heard about this thing called, I think it's ground.news or ground news? No, I haven't. What is this? It's this app that um, filters through every article on the same story and gives you a left, right, and center point of view on it. I downloaded it. It has been fantastic for making sure that I can verify sources, make sure I'm not posting just... Uh, left-wing propaganda because you know that's what bubble I'm in um, but it, it's a great app fantastic we're not sponsored by them by the way <laughs> um, but uh, you know it's really wonderful to get to be able to just see all sides uh, of the news and see actually what each side is hiding mm-hmm. um, no honestly that's so important that's something that I try to do myself by, and by strictly reading conservative outlets on right. occasion just to make sure you know just to be impartial and mm-hmm. also know what 
what content is everybody digesting? Right. And, yeah. And exactly. how does that, you know, sway everyone's opinions? It's important to be informed. Yeah. I mean, I find um, the independent and uh, the hill. Um, the independent, I would say, is probably a little more left. Um, mm-hmm. But the hill is generally pretty center on everything. I find the hill a very great news source. Um, the hill on on the uh, on the app is also considered a very center news source as well. Um, because I feel like it's one of the few that's really unbiased media. It yeah. tells it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like rising. They're populists. Um, and yeah, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Populism in any way is generally going to be uh, what's favored in terms of just general uh, intake um, on all sides. Uh, but I mean, of course, I fill myself up with whatever, especially with this app. Now I'm able to really, uh, you know, kind of fact check everything, get an idea of all just everything that's why i don't um uh get rid of people who are uh like uh conservatives or anything or trump supporters on my facebook and on my feeds because i think it's really important to see what they have to say uh not get stuck in my bubble not have my algorithm all fucked up um and just be able to when i talk to them know their point of view and speak from uh an informed point because otherwise what am i doing just uh being a partisan hack no, exactly. <laughs> the algorithm's the terrifying part, though, because it's how people go further down their hole, and they have no idea that it's being directed. It sees the content you're reading. It says, hey, have some more. Well, I, th- I think it's just really ignorant and a bad practice for anybody to, to block people who don't yeah. you know, oh, agree yeah. with them. You know, that's just, why would you do that to yourself? Put yourself in a bubble like that? And right. Yeah, for sure. Call just them. get affirmation. That's all you really want at that point. Yeah. It's a damn shame. I don't. I don't appreciate that point of view. I think you really need to be able to talk to people, and I think that just the fact that somebody is a Trump supporter doesn't mean that you can't agree with them on stuff. There's a lot of Trump supporters that have very similar uh, economic values to people on a more uh, far left point of view. Because uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not a globalist, but I recognize that basically everything is global. But you know, you have to incentivize manufacturing to come back over to the U.S. to come back over to be. national uh, and no matter where you're from just because you can't get stuck like look at what happened during the pandemic so far we're at we have shortages on a lot of stuff and we continue to have shortages on on like uh, PPE and everything like that Mm -hmm. Um, just it's crazy to me that we would uh, limit our, our infrastructure by taking away just foundational jobs that build capitalism like the foundation of capitalism, in my opinion, is purely manufacturing. You, that's why they look for the cheapest place to get manufactured goods to convert into, you know, quality products or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, you can talk to a Trump supporter and they'll agree with you on that fact. You know, they hate the TPP um, uh, and uh, other trade deals that have been generally favored by you know the democratic party uh, on a national level um joe biden particularly mm-hmm. um and that's why it's really troubling for me to see like the way the democratic party is going about this election where it's simply based off of uh feeling instead of based off of policy and it makes me feel like they don't really care about changing the policies that have continually disenfranchised americans at the lowest uh, socioeconomic level. And, you know, 
that's the only going to drive them well, further and further. Do you say that because of how the DNC recently just, you know, how that played that out? Because I, I, we were talking about this earlier, how you, you know, were saying that you didn't think that they focused too much on policy during the convention. It was more so the feeling. I think it, I've, I've kind of always felt like that about uh, what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing the DNC and seeing that they really don't have any policy uh, like foundational policy messages that they really want to push other than we'll take care of you. Like, what is that supposed to mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to give me uh, well, health care for everybody. I, um, I agree with that, but I think just if we were to kind of analyze this strategically, sure. all right, what did the Republicans have to prove and what did the Democrats have to prove? Republicans needed to say that they need to put up the policy to prove that Trump has some plans for next, you know, for the next four years. They weren't trying to, and they're also trying to paint Trump in a better light, right? Right. But I think uh, that in particular we saw was the theme for the Democrats. What did they have to prove? Right now there's a lot of, you know, um, disdain towards uh, the new VP pick. And also, you know, there's always been the sleepy uh, sleepy Biden um, shtick going around. So they needed to prove that Biden had energy and that he also was for the people. You know? Right, but in my point of view, you can do that. But that's where the policy shows that you're for the people. Like, cool, Biden but can get through a 25 minutes. Sell, speech. I get it. Policy doesn't sell, but you have to point out. Like, it's I feel like you have to point out um, where Trump did wrong in his policies and where you'll improve on. When you say nothing will fundamentally change except for the fact that I'll be president, Joe Biden. Um, that's not the full quote. It's me adding on to the quote. Um, but. Joe Biden is saying nothing will fundamentally change, but you'll get a normal, a quote unquote normal president. So when during the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of Americans are facing permanent job loss, uh, evictions, um, health care bills stacking up for some of them as well because they got the, uh, yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. When you say nothing will fundamentally change and you're saying, but we'll have a a guy that will be a normal president. Well, he did say that my first thing that I would do in office is address COVID and make sure that we're handling this right. And yeah, t- what does that mean, though? Like, he said well, he doesn't want Medicare for all. He said, oh, but maybe but I'll consider it. That doesn't necessarily address the COVID part. You know, that's more so of like a treatment and yeah, identification but, system that he has in play. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I get their point of view, and I think... They did what they thought was best for getting cons- uh, like more uh, leaning Republican. Like uh, yeah, they were centering it. Yeah, they're centering it up. But yeah. mm-hmm. there's all the radical left talk. You know, they're yeah. oh, you know, you don't but want socialists. Who the fuck is gonna believe that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are radical leftists? Like, I mean, I I get crazy Bernie. I get <laughs> yeah, crazy Bernie. I get I get like you can say that I'm like oh, but it's in my opinion, common sense policy that'll help Americans. But you can say he's crazy Bernie because he wants to he wants to start a quote unquote political revolution. But you got Joe Biden who's saying nothing will fundamentally change. How am I supposed to believe how like how do you listen to Trump and believe that Joe Biden is quote a Trojan horse for the radical <laughs> left? I I can tell you for sure I don't feel at you're all living, represented. You're living in Biden's <laughs> America. This is Biden's America. That's right. To that's right. Our current all, president. This yeah. is the the Donald Trump's presidency <laughs> is Biden's America. 
Yeah. Which look what he's done. Technically, if we're to believe what Joe Biden said, quote, nothing will fundamentally change. <laughs> then I guess yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have this. <laughs> Regardless, we get this for the next four years, everybody. Be, I mean, be happy. We be could get with Twitter or without Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, man! Why hasn't any of the news outlets came at Trump's golfing? Why is that not a thing? I know they came at they came at Obama every time he went golfing. Every time he went golfing, he wore a tan suit. And they, Did you know all that of them lost apparently a hundred percent of the golf courses that Trump has played at for in the last? Oh, they're Trump uh, owned. Th- yeah, no, they're private. They're all private. None of them are public. None of them are military. They're all private. Of course, hundred percent of them. There we go. Think about how much money that our Secret Service pays to stay there. All yeah. the golf carts. Yeah, they have to. They, they have to pay too on to Trump's properties. Yeah, his own bodyguards. You love that. You know, there was this really interesting thing that happened during the Republican National Convention where uh, the radical uh, libertarian Rand Paul was talking. And he was saying, some of my colleagues, they wanted a uh, revenue-neutral tax plan. And I said, no, I worked with Donald Trump. He didn't say that exactly, but he said he worked with Donald Trump to uh, get a real tax cut. Do you understand what that means? He's saying, he's saying... People in his party and people in generally in the Senate wanted to make sure that we didn't add to the deficit with a tax cut. But he worked with Donald Trump to make sure we added to the deficit <laughs> exactly. with a tax cut. Yeah. Got it, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's how you make jobs, bro. Big plays. Art of the deal. <laughs> Art of the deal. That's right. Let's yeah. continually borrow from... Let's just see what happens. Let's just see. Let's keep borrowing and printing. Let's right. just see where it takes us at this That's point. Right. Yeah. Nothing like spending trillions of dollars... To go to endless wars, I can't wait till it costs me twenty thousand dollars to get a like tank of gas. <laughs> oh, T- a tank of gas? Don't yeah. you mean just one nicotine pod? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Our coffee? When we run out of coffee? Oh, jeez, you would die. That's running out, dude. I mean, you know, climate change. That's a damn shame. Yeah. I hope my tea doesn't run out. Can you I imagine would, how, how the world's gonna be <laughs> oh, when there's cool. no like caffeine? Uh, caffeine is a drug, sir. It is a drug. That is, really ili- is, that should be illegal. Sugar and caffeine are the biggest drugs in the world. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's terrible. I don't know about the illegal part. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so either. All drugs should be legal, in my opinion, and be regulated. Really? Smart tech, I think smart Some clinics and stuff like that, that should, would be the greatest way. You shouldn't... Just don't criminalize addiction. That's Right. That's, yeah. why, why make somebody who's an addict feel like they're a piece of shit further? Yeah, I mean, help them. It's not gonna help <laughs> somebody who's have. down on their luck and and, and like addicted a to something. Or something. Yeah, like that. You gotta help these people. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you see, like you know, they'll even once they're like off of it, their body, they'll be sick for weeks. Like that's literally how adapted their body is to it. That yeah, it's a momentous thing to actually get mm-hmm. off. I mean, I'm just a fan of kind of um, placing regulation on the beneficial, you know, health wise. Yeah. Drugs. I think I think there. that's where it should be. I think if there's no real benefit to them, yeah. I don't think yeah. there should be. Yeah, which I mean, th- and we can't say that for all drugs. There are some no. drugs that have no. I mean, they're more harmful than, than yeah. anything else, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know when crocodile I was in uh, whatever, yeah, cro- whatever. crocodile, whatever. But in the um, when <laughs> I was in was wild, I remember seeing that like years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, decays your flesh or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like literally, yeah. it's disgusting. It makes you but, have crocodile uh, skin. Man. In Denmark, uh, a lot of people were doing um, what are the whippets, right? With the CO two oh, canisters. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's up with whippets? I don't want. <laughs> Steva was a, uh, you know, on that for the longest time. Steve has completely flipped his life around, though. Steve was my yeah. homie now. He recently yeah. celebrated, I think, 10 years of sobriety. That's what's up, man. With a triathlon, Steve-a. actually. Damn, nice. bro. Nice. I can't even walk. 
No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I loved seeing him on top of a sky scraper protesting SeaWorld. Man, fuck SeaWorld. You didn't see... You didn't see, he carried like a giant inflatable, uh, like killer whale, like to the top of this building, <laughs> and he was just up That's there fine. for several hours protesting. Yeah, they had like helicopters flying above, and like, dude, you uh, gotta get down. Him. Just watch Blackfish, and you'll see why I fuck SeaWorld. Yeah, man. SeaWorld's terrible, awful for him. Yeah. You ever but seen Blackfish? I haven't, no. Oh man, I'll send you a link. Yeah, send the link. It's not good, bro. There's been like 83 shamus, bro. Oh, they don't tell you, they don't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just thinks Shambu's been around forever. No, yeah, honey. But mm-hmm. Shout out to Steve-O, you know, doing something with this, with right. this platform. Yeah. That's right. You know, I don't get this uh, shutdown of people, like people with platforms, like anybody who, you know, makes yeah. their living in entertainment, whether yeah. it be sports or. So recently we had this uh, boycott, right? Yeah. Of uh, I think it was MLB, WNBA, and the regular oh, NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, boycotting some games in regards to the most recent shooting. And there were two teams in particular that did not want to continue uh, playing. Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of the teams agreed to move on with the season. I believe it was the Lakers and the Clippers. Now, I'm not a big sports fanatic here. This is just me regurgitating. Me either. I only info. watch MMA. Um, but recently, like LeBron met with some people. They you know, talked this out, and they now all unanimously agreed to continue the season. Oh, that's not what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were saying that they... uh, No, so the reason why I brought this up is because we were talking about Steve-O with this platform. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree with that, you know, continuing the season because, you know, this is the platform that they're standing on to promote, you know, their issues and these issues. And it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot to just no longer play. And then, you know, like uh, that'll be big news for a little while. But, you know, how many weeks will that last until it just falls off and... We move on to whatever else is, you know, still going. Yeah, if you look at the just rating wise, the NBA has actually fallen, and the UFC one they decided to go through during the pandemic and all that stuff. They've seen their raise uh, their ratings skyrocket. UFC, um, yeah, the UFC, Fight yeah. Island, baby. That's right. That's but you know, you also got to think about it. It's a lot. Technically, it's a lot safer to only have a sport where it's one on one. Yeah, oh, a couple yeah. people in a corner. That's true. You know, you limit as much as possible. And to be fair, they do test a lot. However. There's still some iffy things about doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, the president himself of the UFC, Dana White. Dana White. The tomato himself. <laughs> he, uh, like, during the stare downs, during... Like, never oh, done a mask never, on. Never, never has a mask never. on, bro. Never. Like, come on, you gotta bro. got to see his face. He wants you to see his yeah, face. He wants yeah, you yeah. to see yeah, his... Yeah, that's Dana White, man. Right? Dana White. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how red he gets. It's like a yeah. walking thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially. <laughs> essentially. And, I mean, it's... Like, come on, man. At least show. Like, they, they forced Joe Rogan to do the interviews uh, no longer in the um, cage, but, you know, through the uh, camera work, you know, separating them and all that stuff. Come on, if you're going to fo- force Joe Rogan to do that when he doesn't want to and you're D- not going to wear the mask, Dana, that's kind of... And Dana loves wrapping that belt around their waist, too. That's his favorite that's thing. Right. I mean, he gets up close and personal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And oh, you can with feel him breathing people. in your ear. It's, <laughs> it's not that. Allegedly. 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 Can you imagine Dana White breathing down your ear? That wouldn't I be mean, good. I hope one day that I'll get to that point. Zach yeah. imagines this, actually. <laughs> uh, look, I've made it very clear. I'd be a cage girl, Dana. Just hit me up, man. <laughs> Go to Abu Dhabi. He'll make it happen. He'll make it happen. It's an opportunity. 80 grand. That's right. But, you know, I just... Everything that's going on, man, I'm tired. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's always been exhausting, man. It has, but like, it feels like I've aged twenty years in the last four years. Yeah, you know, just mentally, (laughs) it's just weathered us down. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it also really sucks to see the rise and fall 
of you know good old uh crazy bernie mm-hmm. um you know it feels like constantly feels like there is some sort of uh is i mean i i would say there is but you know allegedly there's like some sort of um uh, a policy in the establishment that anything that pushes for progress is a no-go um like y- you had um the uh senate uh, or i think it's just the congress the congressional uh committee for re-elections or whatever um they were saying oh we won't go against and this is for democrats we won't go against um any incumbent democrats uh, uh and then nancy pelosi goes and's like you know what we should uh, go for Joe Kennedy the third, who is, I would say, a lot more of a centrist um, than Ed Markey, who's been an incumbent in the Senate uh, for quite a while. And there's no real change in their policies, uh, in, except for uh, Ed Markey. I think that's his name. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, he was the Senate sponsor for the Green New Deal. So, I just, I mean, it's kind of sus, honestly. They went against uh, AOC as much as they could. They went against all the progressive candidates like, you know, Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they were real against uh, Cory Bush. They were real against Jamal Bowman. Um, and just the general, like, feeling for progressives in terms of, like, uh, just being in the side of politics is you're not welcome. Well, like if you look like and this is my big problem with the DNC and everything is that they made all of these centrists, all these. Well, I wouldn't say centrists. I would say that all these moderate Republicans, uh, they made them feel welcome into the big tent party quote. Um, I agree. But they didn't make any of the progressives feel welcome. They gave AOC 60 seconds. They had to give Bernie some time because he was number two and they screwed him. Yeah. Like, um <laughs> And they gave more uh, uh, Republicans uh, speaking um, positions instead of more progressives. Yeah. And I guess, okay, that's their strategy you can say, but that shouldn't be the strategy is what I'm trying to say. You're disenfranchising. If you aren't voting for Trump and you're uh, conservative, that's just you. That's just your point of view. That's just it. But there are progressives that are not willing to vote for Joe Biden if you don't try to meet them on something. Yeah. There could be, you could meet them on legalizing marijuana day one. You could meet them on... Give them something. Medicare for all. You could meet them on uh, universal college. Mm-hmm. You meet them on universal basic income, which you could say all of those things are fantastic. Mm-hmm. That They could really help rebuild the, an, an economy after the coronavirus pandemic. Especially if you do like a giant like federal jobs guarantee, do a giant A federal jobs yeah. guarantee. I would vote for Joe yeah. Biden if there was a federal jobs guarantee. You do like a federal jobs guarantee. So A, all the people who are unemployed right now and all these businesses being shut down, they have a job out of here. Mm-hmm. On top of that, that gets the economy stimulated because people actually have money to spend. Uh, and, and right. you know, instead of doing that, we're, we're promised nothing. We're just, we're just keep going but Where blindly. do these jobs come from? How does that logistically work out? So um, from my understanding, there's going to be a, uh, a bureau in charge of working with businesses to get people jobs. So think of it I feel like, like that's very rough given the conditions that you have to work under with COVID. I think, but you know, he said he was going to make everybody fine under COVID. You know, I'm saying oh, wow. this is this is something you can add to your platform. 
that will get progressives to yeah. vote for you. It's, it's your leg yeah. in. Your More so branch. just the, a recovery out of COVID. You know, once the, you know, because obviously at the end of all this, there's going to be recovery that's needed. I mean, this, our country has been racked with, 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 with debt. And not our stock market. Not our stock not market. Our stock market. Not that's our right. stock How's market. Not our stock market. Well, you know, How's stocks only go up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh. Under the Trump presidency, the Dow Jones is the Dow high, man. Yeah. So Amen. honestly, the recovery we've had, I mean, nobody was expecting a full V recovery. You know, that a lot of people were speaking. And what I mean by that is that, oh, you got you the know, V then. We got that hard dip, which is yeah, the left yeah. side of your V. And mm-hmm. then that, you know, quick recovery, which is the right. Hence yeah, yeah. the V. Can you and, draw it out for me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like a V. Imagine a V. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just so like a it's U. Yes. Yeah, so kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like a U. Yeah, there you go. Half a W. Like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, um, Perfect. no, but people were expecting it to be more like a check mark, you know, like a little dip. Kind of a slow climb up, slow little climb up and Mm -hmm. plateau for a bit. Oh, notes keep keeps going up, and we've had a thirty percent shrinkage (laughs) in our GDP. (laughs) Good for you, bro. That's good for you, bro. You know, I I saw a quote, and it was like, um, you know, it doesn't bother me when Bezos gets richer because I'm invested in Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the whole issue, though. Is like the only reason the stock market's performing so well are like those top five companies, right? Oh, it's I mean, all, yeah, it's, it's all entirely driven net. by yeah. tech. Yeah. yeah. The, all, all the other money, sure. they're like, they're, they're fucked. They're, they're, I mean, they're this, not doing this well. This is my area of expertise. And you have like in the stock market, the top performers right now have been all directly related to COVID, right? You oh, have yeah. con- uh, CDNs, content distribution networks, uh, something like Amazon does this where they have an intranet globally that they, you know, service like TikTok and all these other apps. Oh, yeah. To get you content fast. AWS, baby. But these are all booming and they're, you know, stark gains. They're just growing companies at a massive rate. And it's all because of tech. Yeah. So would you say that would be probably the best way to go in with the new job market is to uh, focus your education and development into tech? Well, I'm always, you know, an uh, advocate for getting a STEAM or STEM degree. But, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, I mean, if you look at just the numbers, it doesn't hurt to have a tech degree. <laughs> I mean that's for sure. For I sure. mean, look at your look at you your look paycheck every yeah. time. <laughs> you big, you big, powerful man. Yeah. You made lots well, of you money. Know, I, you know, I worked for it. That's right. Hard <laughs> work. Yeah. Hard work. Camp bootstraps. What, that's like, what. I had like a two point four GPA, two point six coming out of high school. I could barely play sports. Nice, bro. King, king. Yeah. yeah, absolute fucking king. Well, you know, that was a big turnaround for me. Came out of high school, crap GPA. Went to now look at you. Went to Nova for community college. Honestly, great experience. Nova yeah, yeah. in particular, Northern Virginia Community College, amazing institution. We Some love of my best professors have been there. That's for sure. I mean, I had some health problems in high school that really caused my GPA to uh, really dramatically dip. Um, and in my senior year is when I started getting the flow, but that's also the year I had less than seven classes. So, um, I when I went to Nova. Uh, my experience was fantastic as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't pay as much as you would going to a four-year university. You have guarantees to go to... For, uh, That's right, guaranteed admissions. Yeah, guaranteed admissions to go to the prestigious colleges in the local area. Um, and, you know, generally it's like uh, it's like college light. I mean, you know? just... I mean, everyone knows the value in community college in terms of your tuition. Know. There's that. Another thing a lot of people don't realize is that in our area in particular... So very, you know, the neighboring areas are rather affluent and you have people who are industry leads who are looking to retire and they just want an easy job, a little source of income. So a lot of them become professors at, you know, Nova. 
And, um, I mean, and I'm not just pulling this out of my butt. I mean, I had a, um, like one of the best lectures I've gotten at Nova was from a physics, no, um, Nobel laureate. That was, it was on uh, quantum computing. That was mm -hmm. incredibly enlightening. Um, is that the dude that taught you how to do a punch properly? No, that was my physics professor. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah he, uh, I still yeah. use that by the way. I, still I mean, use no, it was a great It's a fantastic way. Like every time I'm like, when I used to be able to spar, people yeah. are like, man, you hit so heavy, oh, but you're man. so small. I'm like, Oh, it's the physics, physics bro. It's, it's all the physics. physics. Yeah. No, that guy used to fight um, in Arlington. My physics professor. What a Chad. So, yeah. It was like a, on some just bare boxing, bare knuckle. Bare knuckle? I think it was a... Oh, Jesus. He, he had a boxing glove yeah, on his yeah. keychain. That's the coolest oh, physics sure. professor yeah. I've ever heard That's of. That's a pretty right. dope physics So for person. me, I went, to, I went from high school to Nova. The Nova, I was actually the vice president of the honors club, and I was the lead assistant at the honors program. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of fun there. Did I? I know if I did a hackathon with me, a buddy of mine, and a professor. Um, and then from Nova, I went to Mason, and at Mason, I was also I also worked for the university there. I was a RA. It was a lot of fun. Very interesting. Free housing. Free housing was a nice little nice little yeah. bonus. Bonus. Now, um, do you feel like you were pushed to go toward the community college's uh, side uh, because of your GPA, or do you feel like it was mainly because you didn't have um, generational wealth or something like that mm -hmm. what what do you feel was the reason that you went to community college well, for me in particular uh it was more of a circumstantial uh issue here and that being all in my own fault of just not you know being very engaged in, in high school and actively participating doing homeworks and everything on time and whatnot so it was at one point i remember sitting with my counselor as a junior and mm -hmm. you know figuring out where i'm going to go to college and mm -hmm. There was just kind of one option for me. It was a community college. Right, right. Um, Is that because I, you, you did so well in Arabic? <laughs> no, it's not because <laughs> of that, actually. Man, that class was rough. That was that a was pretty a rough, really class, rough right? class, Yeah. Oh, man. We took three, Arabic together for three years, for three and years. we didn't learn a thing. I have I saw a lot of messed up stuff happen in that class. Yes. I don't know if you remember some of the crazy stuff that would go on. Oh, man. This one, guy, this one guy put a piece of bubble gum on a light bulb on a lamp in the class. And like later on, at a later period, that bulb exploded. Because the gum got so hot. Fuck. Right. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, These guys were just douches. This absolute what scum of the slum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If anybody yelled PT, they would hop out of their desks, clear the area, and start doing push-ups. <laughs> Middle of Arabic I do class. remember that. That's huge. Yeah, man. It's It was a wild experience. Wild ride. Oh, yeah. High school. Yeah. Worth every, every uh, moment, though. I, you know, you could just kind of relax, enjoy yourself. Honestly, that's something that's really just interesting with our high school in particular, Garfield, the dichotomy between the IV program and the regular program. Yeah, we had a, a, a friend, um, he didn't, he ended up not doing the IV program. Um, and because there's such a huge differential in the amount of work that you have to do, IB is the International Baccalaureate Program. Yeah, it's um, equivalent to AP. Yeah, which is a but it's program. not like as yeah. it doesn't transfer over to colleges as easily yeah. as AP. It's essentially just an internationally recognized uh, high school program that's the equivalent of like a global honors. Yeah, and, uh, like Barack Obama was an IB student. Actually, that's Kim right. Jong Un. Yeah, was that's an true. IB ah. student. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, Kesha was as well. Kesha, yeah. yeah. She was um, valedictorian. Yeah. yeah. I'm a girl. Kesha. Love her. You know, my, my older brother absolutely loves and adores Kesha. Logan. Really? Is the biggest Kesha. Oh, good to know. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, um, uh, like, he ended up not taking any of the IB program, and he got a 4.0 GPA. Because, I mean, regular classes, to be honest, in terms of when you transfer over IB to regular class, so different. 
in uh, my first year of IB, we learned how to annotate. And in my senior year, uh, doing regular English, um, that's when they started annotating for the first time. And I was like, oh, I did this three years ago. I'll be fine. And I did great. Um, but he ended up getting a 4.0 GPA. He ended up going to Nova as well, got a really high GPA as well. And then ended up getting a full ride to um, tech. Uh, tech it was, yeah. yeah. Full ride to tech. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What a guy. What, what a, a guy. guy. It really shows you, you know, you can do it really any way I mean, you that, want. That guy Don't let your parents push you to the IB program. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> do what you want, but also get pushed a little bit. Yeah, you know, no, no, you can do it. Push yourself. You can do it. Pushing yourself is not easy as but a high schooler. Also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Exactly, that's the issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, it really just depends on your point of view. If you're going to put in the work, then do IB. If you want to get through it, you have to have a real. He had a plan starting from his first day in high school on how to get through and get a full ride to VTech. He had yep. the whole plan. Smart guy. Smart guy. And he did it. And he did executed it. Executed it. Absolutely. Probably he's making more than a C. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Don't say <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, it's pretty great stuff. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and end off this podcast. I, I feel like we really got a good look uh, into the eyes of a first-generation Afghan-American, <laughs> um, their point of view on things. And uh, such we really appreciate you coming out. Such a example of successful That's man. Right. That's Hasib. right. Let me just say You're that. You're the American dream. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. No, I, well, no, I'm just a byproduct, byproduct of wow. the American dream. That's right. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Hasif. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, this is the Cultural Inquiry Podcast. Uh, we're about to sign off, but Hasib, is there anything that you'd like to say to our guests, uh, to our no, people listening? No, just keep on keeping on and make sure you stay tuned in. To the cultural inquiry. Well, we appreciate wow, it. We're just getting endorsement from Hasib. Stock market king Hasib. <laughs> Signing off. Oh my That's lord. Right. Wow. Inquiry. He's selling Sign online off, courses if you want to know how to use the stock market. You know, <laughs> hit him right. up. Oh, yeah. wow. Put his uh, information. Yeah. His, uh, you know, my business email. His, his stock right. Instagram. <laughs> 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 Where he does his minute post. Well, uh, this is uh, Haroon. Hi, and I'm Zach. We're signing off. And we appreciate you coming out, Hasib. Thank you. Right. We love you, Fisher. I love Thanks, you, Fisher. Fisher. All right. Boom. There we go. That was it. That was it.